Thank you very much, Chris, and welcome to everybody to our nine o'clock uh, service of, of Holy Communion. It's great to see uh, everybody here um, for a time of fellowship and for a time of worshipping our, our Lord. So thank you very much. Um, and we're starting a new um, small series uh, this week on prayer, and Ursula is, is, is preaching on Lord teaches how to pray um, on this, this first Sunday of Lent, I think. Um, so, <coughs> welcome to everybody, and online, are we, if we are online, I always forget which service is which, but there we are. Uh, so, I'd like to start by uh, reading uh, a few verses from a couple of psalms. Um, so, I'll just read those, they, they don't appear on the screen. Psalm 32, blessed is the one whose transgressions are forgiven, whose sins are covered, Blessed is the one whose sin the Lord does not count against them, and in whose spirit is no deceit. When I kept silent, my bones wasted away through my groaning all day long. For day and night your hand was heavy on me. My strength was sapped, as in the heat of summer. Then I acknowledged my sin to you, and did not cover up my iniquity. I said, I will confess my transgressions to the Lord, and you forgave the guilt of my sin. Therefore, let all the faithful pray to you while you may be found. Surely the rising of the mighty waters will not reach them. You are my hiding place, and you will protect me from trouble and surround me with songs of deliverance. Rejoice in the Lord and be glad, you righteous. Sing, all you who are upright in heart. And then on into the, uh, Psalm 33. Sing joyfully to the Lord, you righteous. It is fitting for the upright to praise him. Praise the Lord with the harp. Make music to him on the ten-string lyre. Sing to him a new song. Play skillfully and shout for joy. For the word of the Lord is right and true. He is faithful in all he does. The Lord loves righteousness and justice. The earth is full of his unfailing love. So we come here this morning to praise our God because he has forgiven us our transgressions. And that's something we're going to remember in, in communion particularly later on. So shall we sing our first hymn, um, All People That On Earth Do Dwell. So if you'd like to stand, um, we'll sing that together.
Amen. And if you'd like to stay standing, we're going to say the prayer of preparation together. So we say this together. Almighty God, to whom all hearts are open, all desires known, and from whom no secrets are hidden, cleanse the thoughts of our hearts by the inspiration of your Holy Spirit, that we may perfectly love you and worthily magnify your holy name, through Christ our Lord. Amen. And I haven't been given any notices, which I guess is amazing. There is one I'd like to give, um, which is just to remind everybody about the narrow road. Sorry, this is, this is every Sunday. Um, Riding Lights drama are coming um, on March the 2nd um, for their passion play, The Narrow Road. Thanks to everybody who's bought tickets so far. Um, if you haven't bought tickets, I will be available at the end of the service to, uh, to, to sell you tickets, or you can buy them on, online if you want the high-tech uh, way of purchasing tickets but um, it, it should be a great occasion um, and if you're not able to come you can pray for the event please because I know people are bringing friends along um, to the event as well hopefully it'll spark some discussions um, and you could always buy a ticket and give it to a friend if you can't come along um, so please consider that in prayer at, at the very least our second song and hymn now is before the throne of God above fantastic song Now we come to a, a time of self-examination and confession uh, as we say the, uh, the confession together. Say this together. Lord God, we have sinned against you. We have done evil in your sight. We are sorry and repent. Have mercy on us according to your love. Wash away our wrongdoing and cleanse us from our sin. Renew a right spirit within us and restore us to the joy of your salvation. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen.
May the Father of all mercies cleanse us from our sins and restore us in his image to the praise and glory of his name, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen. Please do be seated if you're... <coughs> Sorry, that was quite a long time standing. Um, I need to plan that a bit better next time. Um, I think Cheryl is now going to come and uh, give our Bible reading. This morning's reading is taken from Luke, chapter 11, the first four verses. One day, Jesus was praying in a certain place. When he finished, one of his disciples said to him, Lord, teach us to pray, just as John taught his disciples. He said to them, When you pray, say, Father, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come. Give us each day our daily bread. Forgive us our sins, for we also forgive everyone who sins against us, and lead us not into temptation. This is the word of the Lord. Uh, thank you very much, Cheryl. And, and now Ursula is going to, to <coughs> kind of speak to us what God has laid on our heart. We'll just pray for Ursula. Oh, Lord, our Father, we, we thank you that we can meet together as a, as a body of your people. We thank you for your word, and we thank you for Ursula, Lord, who's been thinking about this passage in particular. So pray for her, help her to explain your word carefully to us in a way that we can understand, and through your spirit, Lord, apply it to our hearts as we consider this topic of prayer. Amen. Good morning, everyone. So today, the first Sunday of Lent, and we start a journey that continues until Easter. We journey through and with the Lord's Prayer, as each Sunday we'll take one of the phrases of the prayer and explore what it says, what can inform and encourage us in our prayer life. And accompanying this series is a book by Pete Gregg, which has suggestions for home groups and individual use. But the preachers will draw from this material, but also the thoughts and inspirations for their sermons, and hopefully will be drawn largely from their own experience and study of this prayer. As we know, the Lord's Prayer was taught to the disciples by Jesus in response to their request that he would teach them how to pray. So to have Jesus as a teacher seems a good starting point. And their request wouldn't have been unusual. Disciples often ask their rabbis that same question. But the prayer Jesus taught was very different. We find two references in the prayer to the Gospels, Matthew, himself a Jew, and whose focus is mainly on the Jewish followers, and Luke, which we just heard read, a Gentile whose focus was towards the non-Jewish believers. We've today lost some of the awe and reverence with which this prayer was viewed by the early church. It was only said by baptised believers, but now the Lord's Prayer is trundled out as common property. However, <clears throat> in the earliest days of the church, it was one of the most holy treasures. The Lord's Prayer, together with the Lord's Supper communion, were reserved for full members, baptised members, and it was not disclosed to those who were outside. It was a privilege to be allowed to pray it. Joachim Jeremias, in the last century, reflecting on the prayers of Jesus, suggested that in every prayer of Jesus recorded in the New Testament except one, 
he addresses God as Father. He says that the significance of this is that Jesus, who was a Jew and a rabbi, was making a radical departure from tradition. A departure which would have aroused profound hostility from his contemporaries. When Jesus referred to God as his Father, our Father, the Pharisees, for example, would have become enraged. By addressing God in this familiar form, Jesus was indicating a profound sense of intimacy between himself and God, showing that he was the unique Son of God. And as Jeremiah says, one of the most important doctrines of the New Testament that gives expression to our redemption is the doctrine of adoption. We are adopted into the family of God in Christ. Jesus is the only one who has the inherent right to address God as Abba, Father. But when Jesus gave this model prayer, he invited them and us to use that personal form of address which indicates an intensely familiar relationship. Not only does the Son give us the right to address God as Father, but the Holy Spirit, as he prompts us in our prayer lives, assists us to cry, Abba, Father. I don't know about you, but a few years ago I realised that I was so familiar with the Lord's Prayer and had probably said it hundreds of times over the years that it had at times become the prayer I just recited without much thought and contemplation. The words of our Lord don't deserve this. Since then, I've deliberately tried to slow down and savour each phrase. And that's what we're going to be doing over the next few weeks as each preacher takes one of the phrases of the prayer and enlarges it for us. And here I quote William Barclay who said, No nation ever had a higher ideal of prayer than the Jews had. And no religion ever ranked prayer higher in the scale of priorities than the Jews did. Great is prayer, said the rabbis, greater than all good works. And we still see this evidence, don't we, by religious Jewish men who pray all day at the Wailing Wall in Jerusalem. In the earliest days of the church, we read that the disciples would go to the synagogue to pray, as did Jesus. But Jesus, we read, also found spaces to pray and people to pray with that weren't in the synagogue. He took the synagogue seriously, the corporate place of prayer and worship. Remember how he cleared the court of the Gentiles in the temple, the only part of the temple that was open for Gentiles to pray, because it was under the pain of death if they went any closer to the inner courts, towards the holiest place. Jesus prayed publicly. John 11 tells how Jesus raised Lazarus, where it says, So they took away the stone, and Jesus lifted up his eyes and said, Father, I thank you that you have heard me. I knew that you would always hear me. But I said this on account of the people standing around, that they may believe that you sent me. He prayed with his close companions, as Luke 9 tells us. Now, about eight days after these sayings, he took with him Peter and John and James and went up the mountain to pray. And of course, he prayed alone, just Jesus and God, his heavenly Father, in the desert, and he prayed before he chose the twelve disciples. And Matthew fourteen twenty three tells us that after feeding the five thousand, he went up the mountain to pray. 
four examples of how Jesus prayed, corporately, publicly, in a small group, and alone. And that would seem a good pattern for us to emulate. Remember the phrase popular a few years ago, what would Jesus do? Here we have it. And our prayer should surely pattern itself on the prayer life of Jesus. Public, corporate, in smaller groups and individually. The Lord's Prayer lends itself to all of these. We pray publicly and corporately each week in the services, particularly during communion. We don't often pray it in small groups. Maybe we should. And what about individually, as we settle into a time of prayer, into those special times we set aside to be with our Heavenly Father, a time of intimacy, a prayer relationship that is uniquely ours, crafted for each one of us by the Holy Spirit. Do we pray this prayer aloud or silently in our place of prayer? Do we pray it through as a whole or slowly, reflecting on each phrase, allowing the Holy Spirit to open up the words to fresh insight? Or perhaps we take a phrase at a time and use it as the Orthodox Christians use the Jesus prayer by slowly and reflectingly repeating the phrase. We can sing or chant or interpret the words through art or craft, or pray through it using beads or an inspirational picture. And I've come across folk over the years who've used each of these ways to deepen their praying of this prayer, the Lord's Prayer. The Our Father can be the bedrock of so much of our prayer life. In closing, I'm going to quote Tom Wright, written when he was Dean of Litchfield Cathedral and introducing a season focusing on the Lord's Prayer. He asked, how do you set about praying? From our point of view, there's a fairly obvious order of priorities. We're usually in some sort of mess and we want God to get us out of it. And then we've got some fairly pressing needs And we want God to supply them. It may strike us at that point that there's a larger world out there. And we probably move from mess to wants. Please sort out the Middle East. Please feed the hungry. Please house the homeless. Please, please bring healing. But then, once more, it may dawn on us that there's not just a larger world out there. There's a larger God out there. And he's not just the celestial cleaner up or sorter out. He is God. He is the living God. And he is our Father. And if we linger here, we may find our priorities quietly turned inside out. The contents may remain. The order will change. And with that change, we move at last from paranoia to prayer, from fuss to faith. The Lord's Prayer is designed to help us make this change. A change of priority. A change not of content. And this prayer doesn't pretend that pain and hunger aren't real. Some folks say that Jesus didn't. This prayer doesn't use the greatness and majesty of God to belittle the human plight. Some folk do that. Jesus didn't. This prayer starts by addressing God intimately and lovingly as Father. Our Father. My Father. And by bowing before his greatness and majesty. Amen.
Thank you very much, Ursula. And, and I just encourage us all, um, sometime today maybe, or during the week, or in home groups, just to reflect on what God is saying to us about prayer through, through that message. So let's uh, now say the creed, or actually sing the creed together to, as a statement of, of, of what we believe. Um, so we're going to stand and sing, sing the creed rather than say it. Um, and for those of you who might be a bit worried that this is kind of not the right way of doing it, I did get this from the Church of England website as, as one way of, of, of doing the creed. So uh, <coughs> here we go to one of my favourite hymn tunes of Blind Rare. So thank you very much. Amen. Please, please do be seated. <coughs> so now we have a, a time of intercession. Um, having been encouraged by Ursula just to think and meditate on, on our Father in heaven and the greatness of our Father, we are now going to come to him and, and intercede uh, with him. Um, hopefully everybody has been given a little piece of paper which I cut out from um, the Tia Fundum Barnabas uh, Trust Prayer Diary. Has everybody got a, a, a piece of paper? Uh, the idea is I'm going to kind of lead um, in, in kind of a prayer for us all um, and then have a, a short time afterwards when I'd just like you to read um, what's on that piece of paper. Ignore the date. I, I didn't have time to chop everything off. Um, <coughs> uh, just to read... Uh, the experience of some brothers and sisters in Christ in, in different parts of the world. And whenever I use the, the, the Tia Fundor Barnabas prayer diaries, I'm just amazed at how strong the faith of people is in many countries who are going through 
huge trials of persecution, of, of danger, uh, and, and still kind of hold strongly to their faith in, in their Saviour. And, and I think we should be praying uh, for people like that more often. So I'll leave in a, a time of prayer and then a time of silence when we can kind of pray individually about what's written on uh, your pieces of paper. So let's, let's come to God in prayer. Oh Lord our Father, we do praise you that we can call you our, our Father. Lord, we, we praise you for all the blessings that you've given us. Lord, for the fellowship that you've given us in this church, for your word that we can read freely, <clears throat> and for the fact that during our lives, Lord, maybe just on one day, maybe over a period of time, your spirit through the Lord Jesus Christ spoke to us and, and helped us to come to you, Lord, acknowledging our sins, knowing that our sins have been forgiven through the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ on the cross. We praise you for that moment, Lord, and, and we thank you for your spirit that continues to be with us <clears throat> and supports us and guides us and leads us. Lord, we know we failed you so often, and, and we pray forgiveness for that. But we also pray, Lord, for strength to serve you and, and to be that, those beacons of light to our friends, our family, uh, to those around us in Baston Hill, whatever we're doing. So, we, Lord, we, we, we do praise you. We praise you for our patience. Praise you for your love. Praise you for your compassion. Praise you for your forgiveness. And we come to you now, Lord, <clears throat> bringing before you um, each other in prayer. There are many needs in, in the church, Lord, so we bring those before you. But we also, Lord, Lord, praise you for the fact we know what's happening to other Christians in other parts of the world through, through the media in, in different ways, Lord. Thank you for um, those associated with this church who send regular prayer letters back so that we can pray specifically. Pray in particular for Martin and Susie uh, today in, in Kenya as they train people uh, to go to unreached tribes and, and groups in, in that country. So, Lord, thank you that we can intercede for others. Thank you, Lord, that you've given us that, that privilege. <clears throat> Thank you, Lord, that you've given us that command to pray uh, for different groups of people. So, Lord, now we, we come to you in, in a time of silent prayer where we're each going to pray for a, a group of people that we've got some information about. So I'd encourage everybody now just for a few moments to bring people to the Lord Jesus and to God in prayer. And so, Lord, we thank you again that we can come to you in prayer. And, and <clears throat> as 20 or 30 prayers have been lifted up to you for, for different groups of people, <clears throat> we ask you, Lord, to, to bless those people and to help us to be continual in prayer, Lord, for uh, not just ourselves, not just our church, but for those throughout the world who worship you and love you. Amen. And now it's time to, to share the peace uh, with each other before we, we come to, to, to communion. So if we could do this uh, in a way that respects other people's, um, because there's still kind of concern around about being close to other people, so uh, if we could do that. Um, and just as a reminder, we are kind of praying that God's peace will be with people. As I said, I think last time, um, it is a prayer of, of peace for people in their Christian lives. So uh, 
Have we got the, the piece to put up or not? Oh, sorry. So just remembering that Jesus said, Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called the children of God. And we meet in the name of Christ and we share his peace. So the peace of the Lord be always with you. So let us offer each other a sign of the peace. As we come to as we come to communion we've got one song such love a red light on it. <laughs> oh, Mark to the rescue. <laughs> I'm sorry about this. Lord be with you. And 
Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. Father, you made the world and you love your creation. You gave your Son, Jesus Christ, to be our Saviour. His dying and rising have set us free from sin and death. And so we gladly thank you with saints and angels praising you and saying, Holy, Holy, Holy Lord, God of power and might, heaven and earth are full of your glory. Hosanna in the highest. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. We praise and bless you, loving Father, through Jesus Christ, our Lord. And as we obey his command, send your Holy Spirit that broken bread and wine outpoured may be for us the body and blood of your dear Son. And on the night before he died, he had supper with his friends. And taking bread, he praised you. He broke the bread and gave it to them and said, Take, eat, this is my body which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. And when supper was ended, he took the cup of wine. Again he praised you, gave it to them and said, Drink this, all of you. This is my blood of the new covenant, which is shed for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. So, Father, we remember all that Jesus did. In him we drink with confidence his sacrifice made once for all upon the cross. Bringing before you his earth life and the cup of salvation, we proclaim his death and resurrection until he comes in glory. Christ has died. Christ is risen. Christ will come again. Lord of all, help us to work together to that day when your kingdom comes and justice and mercy will be seen in all the world. Look with favour on your people. Gather us in your loving arms and bring us with all the saints to feast at your table in heaven. Through Christ and with Christ and in Christ, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, all honour and glory are yours forever and ever. Amen. As our Saviour taught us, so we pray. like to come forward as the stewards direct and I think if, for those that don't don't uh, who are new to us um, we'll follow our usual practice of coming up and getting the bread and taking a little glass of wine taking it back to our seats so that we can all share the bread and the wine together
And before we say our prayer after communion together, let's remember before God those of our fellowship who can't be with us this morning. And so, Father, we name silently before you those of our fellowship who can't join with us in communion this morning. We remember those in residential homes. We remember those who are too frail to leave their homes. And we remember those who are ill. And Lord, we remember particularly those who are facing serious illness. And so, Father, we gather all these folk that we have named silently before you. And, Father, we ask that your peace and your presence will be with them this day and throughout this following week. And, Lord, where there is need for healing, we ask that the touch of your hand will be upon them to make them whole. Amen. So let's say the prayer after communion together. Almighty God, we thank you for feeding us with the body and blood of your Son, Jesus Christ. Through him we offer you our souls and bodies to be the living sacrifice. Send us out in the power of your Spirit to live and work to your praise and glory. Amen. So shall we sing our final hymn together? Um, Tell out my soul. Amen. And pray that we will tell out, our souls will tell out the glories of our Lord. Shall we say the grace together as we close? May the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God 
and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us all evermore. Amen. So a huge thank you to everybody in, involved in, in our, our time together this morning. There's coffee and tea um, and biscuits at the end of the service out in, in the foyer. And there's another service at 10.45, the all-age service, that you're all uh, very welcome uh, to stay to. So go in peace to love and serve the Lord. In the name of Christ, amen. Amen.